there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that went listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. And this is one of those episodes that we're actually making it happen. As we'll see, this is number 82, Lean Wallet and CRC20 tokens featuring Callisti. Today is Saturday, the 27th of May, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy Jet is doing the producing. And this episode has been more than nine months in the making with the release of Celine Wallet, the best ever BCH wallet. So, of course, we had to do it cypherpunk style. We've got the hats on, got the sunglasses on. So, you know, this is devs you can trust. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly who you want. <laughs> Building your cypherpunk revolutionary money app. So, <laughs> Khaleesi, welcome to the show, man. Introduce people who haven't heard you on the previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, Jeremy. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah, I was last on here for, uh, what was it? Episode 67, I believe. The State Christmas. of the Union around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. State of the Revolution. That's it. Yeah, State of the Revolution. <laughs> yep. And uh, the revolution was looking uh, pretty nice around Christmas. Honestly, I think uh, morale is only higher now than it was then. Yeah, we're on the up and up. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, what do you do in the community, though? Like for people who uh, I should post, I, I, I should post a lot on Twitter. <laughs> uh gosh actually i have to like tone down how shitty my shit posting is like if you follow me on any other social if you knew any of my other social identities then it's like i, I can be kind of weird sometimes but like uh we, we we try to keep it a little respectful since we're uh, representing the whole community but you know i'm I'm out there roasting the btc maxis a lot on twitter because they just make it so dang easy to do it's it's like too easy so it's like ah, i gotta balance that against you know positive bch content but at the same time, we're appealing to everybody, right? You know, there's a little, uh, there's some no coiners out there who want to know what the heck the stuff is all about. You've got people who just are misinformed, who need up-to-date information. You've got people who are just like, honestly, kind of dumb and kind of need to know that they're kind of dumb. Eh, whatever. But beyond shit posting, I also am a developer. Uh, obviously, we're doing the Celine Cash episode. So uh, Jeremy and I have been developing Celine Wallet for, uh, we started in like August 2022, just got our first really major public release out uh, this week, now available on Google Play Store or check out Celine.cash, S-E-L-E-N-E. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, be developing some more stuff on top of the wallet once that gets a little more mature and really get balls to the wall into the ecosystem now that I've got uh, better chops now compared to when I got into the community. It's just Bitcoin is such a crazy elaborate technology but it's actually like so simple at the core too once you really start digging down into it so it's uh really cool to have the knowledge that i have now compared to when i joined the community and able to actually pull off something like this honestly i think it's a sick wallet like not even just to be biased i think it's actually a sick wallet yeah i've i've, I've been using it but on that point about twitter though being constructive i think it is important to be 
instructive. And I've noticed that if you're too salty and you're too negative, the algorithm now definitely doesn't like that. Oh yeah. Uh, if you can oh, yeah. get some quality banter going, then it will probably uh, rep that. But if you're being too, yeah, a little insular or whiny or whatever, then those tweets just tend to not not go out there. So you do have to be be a bit positive. But on the other hand, you got to be a bit fiery, right? Nobody, we're in an age now where nobody likes it all too packaged up, too professional, too suit and tie. Like that's where the whole influencer thing is, right? It's you have to be kind of authentic to garner an audience in in whatever niche you're in, right? Dude, so it's, a- it, it's like dunk or be dunked. <laughs> the 2023 era. Like, this is the state of debate in the modern era. Like, if you aren't dunking on people, people are just going to dunk on you. <laughs> or I guess you're just silent. In which case, the world is moving on, and nobody, nobody gives a shit. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit, a little bit controversial. You gotta, you gotta take a position. You gotta be prepared to fire off at someone once in a while. I think that's all. That's all part of the game, you know. And it was funny though, because. You can see like people talk a lot of shit in Twitter, but then as soon as they're on an actual podcast or even face to face, then suddenly like all the all the big talk all all right. vanishes. People who are trying to be super toxic, whatever. You just look like childish. So there's a there's a fine line there, I guess, in terms of you can be you can you can have a bit more fun with it online, but on the other hand, I at least in my view, you you want to be able to actually like back it up, like the stuff that yeah. I say on Twitter. If I was debating these people face to face, I would just straight up say all that stuff and it would still be just as effective. But yep. some of the more saltier takes or people trying to be too cool for school or whatever, it's like you just know that that wouldn't translate, you know, when you have to look someone in the eyes and say it. So <laughs> it's a fine balance, I guess. <laughs> all right. We got to we got to touch on the price as we do every every week. Oh, I put no cash tokens pump. I should have renamed this. But the point is the price has gone nowhere. USD, $113.06 flat per BCH. Uh, one BDC, 236 BCH, also flat. One ETH, 16.15 BCH. Down a touch on the ratio there. So how are you feeling about the price action since Christmas? <laughs> I mean, all right. So obviously price is bad. We're, you know, we're not oblivious around these parts. Uh, but you know, it's also a really good buy opportunity. Like I kind of didn't think we were going to get too close to this price level again. Uh, so like the fact that we are, I'm like, okay, well, cool. I was excited to buy at like a hundred dollars last time. I'm excited to buy now. Uh, my BCH bull, uh, longs aren't looking too happy right now, but thanks to, uh, the new upgrades, they're like 90 day long. So I'm still not really, (laughs) uh, yeah. So I mean like, yeah, price is bad, but I mean, it's going to go up especially with all this like narrative collapse and everything with all these new projects coming out with like, I mean, there's already all sorts of awesome development happening on cash tokens. We're making uh Celine to make it way more accessible to even get into the ecosystem. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Like, let's see what next Christmas looks like, you know, might, might be uh, a little early Christmas present. I cannot believe you're doing longs on BCH bull because I'm doing the hedges on BCH bull. It's been great. I highly recommend this. Go on bchbull.com. Put in $5. You don't need to put, it doesn't matter how big your stack is. Just put in $5 or $10. As we always know, the price is always going down, right? And just (laughs) the smallest amount, when the price goes down, you suddenly feel like a fucking genius because you're getting paid in sats. It doesn't even matter. It's a relevant amount of money. Just the fact that it's there is the most psychologically comforting thing. So I highly recommend to everybody 
to do that. And the the long premiums are insane at the moment. Like they're like 10 plus percent. It costs 10% to bet long on BCH because the market is obviously just figuring out, fuck, it's going to blow. So everybody's piling onto that side. Nobody wants to be on the on the stable side. So put $5 on the stable side and you will feel like a genius when the price goes down. <laughs> I think that's my personal guarantee. <laughs> or, you know, you could just... Uh... Uh, hedge against BTC, you're guaranteed to make money that way. Freaking well, keeps plummeting. That, no, no, it's it's well, it's flattened out at the moment. But I I put some. I was real sus about that. I put some on that one too, and I did it because it's a one percent premium. So you already get a one percent like free edge because again, nobody wants to to do that. So I did that. But to get the one percent premium, I had to do sixty days. Sixty days is a long time, man. I didn't yeah. realize when I put 60 days, I was like, anything can happen. This whole ordinal stuff happened in like three weeks, right? So it could just yeah, be yeah. that any anything can just come in and wreck me. So now I'm sweating bullets that I'm going to lose my whatever, like $50 of BCH put in that uh, ratio. But so far, it's in the it's in the money uh, by a little bit. So it's all good. I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> anyway, that's the that's the gambling gambling advice for the day. Uh, <laughs> Trying to try and put in the small, uh, small amounts, and you can modify your own psychology. Probably works the other way too. You probably put five dollars on long. Suddenly, you become mad motivated to make the price go up and and hustle on your projects too. So, <laughs> oh, if you're if you're not using that five x leverage, are you even living? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, what kind of cryptocurrency is this, man? What with utility? What are you What are you talking about? The, the utility to make me a bunch of money? Heck yeah! <laughs> that's why everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're here to make money all right so speaking of money when you when you're making money where are you going to put your money you're going to put it in your wallet right so we've released celine wallet this project that you and i have been working on for about the last nine months since august the goal was to make the best bch wallet and get it to global reserve currency that's what this is all about i'm on this show shilling that shit constantly we've got the we've got the show the show's getting traction right but it's it's a bit theory, right? And uh, like I've said before on this show, being an engineer and everything, it's it's theory and practice are two different worlds, right? So we can talk where the best currency, blah blah blah, all we like, but we got actually got to make it happen. We actually got to deliver it. And so obviously, recently as well, we were talking shit about the Bitcoin.com wallet, and they're kind of going in the wrong direction, and da da da. And so, all right, fine. I'm not just going to talk shit. I'm going to actually deliver and prove it. So. This is our attempt. Obviously, it is the V1. Everybody should keep that in mind. It's not going to launch as the best wallet ever. It's going to launch as a pretty good wallet, but then it'll get to the best wallet ever. It's open source, non-custodial, no KYC, no ads, and uh, we built it. So at the moment, it's on Google Play, but we can eventually have iOS. We can have a web version. We can have a browser extension. We can have a desktop app, everything, all from one code base. Uh engineered you know to perfection with liborth as uh jason dreisner a lot of his stuff is kind of baked in there so it's all ready to go for the next not even just the current iteration but the next and the next iteration and uh obviously yeah that's it it's named after the greek goddess of the moon who was also the 
patron of the bull in Greek <laughs> culture, I guess. So it just worked out so well. And I mean, obviously named Callisti. I, I love like the whole Greek mythology references, just like something I really like doing is deep references for stuff. So uh yeah, just oh Greek goddess of the moon. It was a pretty name. Like this logo, just like Jeremy uh just kind of came up with it naturally. It just worked super well. And then the fact that there was also the the association with the bull is just like it it just all lined up too well. So yeah, Celine. Goddess of the moon, may the the light of the moon shine upon us with this wallet. (laughs) We're going to be going to the moon. So talk talk me through your experience of this this wallet. How well how how's the project been uh, from your point of view, and what give people an idea of everything that's that's gone into it, really. So, I mean, it all started with obviously everybody in BCH knows that like we just need good wallet offerings. Right now, we kind of don't have any. Like the the Bitcoin.com wallet used to be the go-to, but over time it's just gotten less and less user-friendly. There's there's like more pop-ups and ads and notifications. And it's gotten to a point where I'm embarrassed to recommend it to my friends when I'm telling them about Bitcoin Cash. They have no idea anything about Bitcoin Cash. They're already skeptical about crypto. Uh, and so when I'm telling them about this, and then I have to oh, open up the, the Bitcoin.com wallet. Okay, make sure you hit stay anonymous. Don't go for the cloud sign up or anything. Okay, uh, sorry, you got to get through all of this verse token crap. All right, so now I can finally send you some BCH. Click on BCH. All right, now click on receive. All right, now show me your QR code. Like, holy crap, we've already overloaded them with so much stuff. Or like you go to the Electron Cash Wallet and like Electron Cash Wallet, great for power users. But if you're trying to get a newbie onboarded, Okay, open up Electron Cash Wallet. Wow, this is a really ugly material UI basic wallet. Oh, you have to like write down and verify your seed phrase right here and now. Like that, I, I just lost the, the new person right then and there because if I'm like, let's say I'm at a restaurant or at a coffee shop and I say to the barista or the, the server, hey, you you want to get tipped in Bitcoin Cash? And they're like, oh, what's that? If, if I have to go through like six different steps to get them that Bitcoin Cash, they're not going to care. They're, they're not going to value that. They're going to lose them. Their eyes are going to glaze over. It happens every time. Whereas if I can get them to download Celine Wallet, it's a small app. Uh, the, the current payload size is just under four megabytes. So very yeah. quick to download. Even if you're in uh, like a low bandwidth area, um, you know, you can just get them that wallet. The QR code pops up immediately. You don't got to deal with the seed phrase and whatnot right away because uh, nobody cares about a seed phrase for a wallet that has zero funds in it. Um, once the user starts actually using that money, then they tend to value that seed phrase more. They go, oh, wait a second, I, I should actually pay attention to this. So the wallet will try to guide the user into caring about that once they're actually using the wallet. And then so that gives us the opportunity to get somebody into the ecosystem without overloading them. They see how quick it is, how easy it is. Um, it's in a nice looking UI. So and it's not going to nag them about stuff that they don't care about. And as long as you're planting that seed and it's a good first impression, people will generally come back and look at that, especially later on in the year or in 2025, maybe if the price starts going up and people say about it, oh, yeah, yeah, that that one guy with with the hat and sunglasses showed me this Bitcoin cash thing. Oh, I still have this app. Holy crap. He sent me a dollar and now it's ten dollars. Like, you know, people will care about that. So. That, that's the whole design philosophy is make it as simple, like like my, my jazz instructor, I, I play saxophone. So my jazz instructor back in school used to say, keep it stupid simple. And, and yeah. you know, that really works for a lot of things in life. That's what we're doing here with Celine. 
simple, easy, beautiful. That's what we're going for. Yeah. And I think it's worth sort of making the point really that the reason that I'm actually quite confident that basically you and I, I mean, we are obviously uh, professional devs and all that, but on the other hand, this is just kind of like something we've knocked together on the side. It's not like we've been doing five days a week in an office with hundreds of dollars of VC funding or hundreds of thousands of dollars of VC funding. I mean, that would be nice, but it, even without any of that, the reason that I think we can do this and uh, certainly initially will, will be completely fine is because actually a lot of the complexity is taken care of for us, right? The reason mm. that all these BTC wallets or even the multi-chain wallets and all that stuff, they all have loads of money and they've been working on it for five years and they've been this and that, right? And it's still like kind of a bit of a, a nightmare and or if it's like Coinbase or Binance and there's KYC checks involved and all that stuff. If you literally just throw out all that nonsense, <laughs> you, you just do the simple things with... Because I personally, I'm quite excited about the fact that there is no KYC element to it. And some wallets, like even the Bitcoin.com wallet, they're trying to sort of push you in that direction, right? But we don't we don't need to have that because we're not trying to do integration with fiat. We're not trying to do any of any of that stuff. We're literally just doing the BCH economy. And for that, all you need is BCH. It's that simple. Maybe in the future, we'll have um, like a side shift integration or something so that then if people have another coin, they can send it in and it auto flips it into BCH. But the idea is once you're in, you're in, you don't, you don't yeah. need anything else. And the reason that it can be possible for you and I to just make this uh, wallet and then probably we're already covered sort of the basic send receive kind of uh, functionality, even with multiple addresses and all that stuff is because the underlying bch tech is really strong as we've talked about before in terms of liborth and the libraries there in terms of the nodes in terms of the network is responsive the fees are low we don't have to spend all day worrying about well what about opening a lightning term like that's not none of that is relevant right? <laughs> we just like send a transaction boom it arrives at the other end instance so uh i think that's if if people are surprised or if they're kind of like wait a second as we improve and make things better and better, if we're able to just push things out at a great rate or make an amazing product just from our bedrooms, basically, <laughs> like right now, how are we able to do that? It's because we're building on strong fundamentals, I think. And it's really important for people to understand that. Yeah. And I actually need to give a massive shout out to Jason Dresner for the Live Off Library. It is so robust, so well written. That man is an absolute genius. Uh, he was my first BCH superhero, honestly. Um, so just Jason, you are amazing. Um, check out the episode that Jeremy did with him. I think it was the second to last episode because you just did with Jomar too from Page yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, it was go the third, watch that. third last number seventy nine. Yeah, seventy nine. So go watch that. He's a brilliant, brilliant person. Huge asset to I mean the entire ecosystem really, but especially BCH. So um, check that out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've got some screenshots here of the of the wallet again we've we've gone obviously it's a bit of a green green black and white i quite like the the color scheme it's and obviously being the selene the moon theme i like that it can have a bit of a cypherpunk uh kind of vibe to it as well because i always think of the matrix with those the green and and black and i have my terminal set up when i'm developing into green and black like that and so that i always associated a bit with that and i think if we could have a bit of that that vibe in the in the wallet that 
obviously is kind of cool when you just open up onto the home page like you said it immediately shows the qr code and what i realized we haven't done it yet but we we should make a feature where um you, you need to as you're onboarding somebody it's super important that that first couple of seconds like gets them the message right so like you said the the app is only four megabytes at the moment. Maybe it'll get a bit bigger as we add some more code, but it won't get that much bigger, you know, maybe five, six megabytes and still be a very small app. Yeah. And then they, so they install it. It loads up really quick. It opens up on their phone straight onto the receive screen. And at the moment, if you, if you, somebody else has the Celine wallet, if you, obviously you're onboarding them with your wallet, we can get it. You can already have it on the scan screen, open to scan and you scan, and then you have your own settings set with the Instapay under the threshold of, let's say, uh, $10 and you're sending them $2. So the second it scans, it already sends and it already pops up on their phone. Right. But we, we're going to need to make it so that at the moment, you can you scan and then you have to type in the amount and then click send. We need mm -hmm. to have an option where you can pre-add the amount of the next send. So you can go in there as you're explaining it to them. Yeah, just go and download this uh, wallet. And as they're watching the little download indicator goes on on your phone in the background, you just quietly type in one pound, uh, one dollar, you know, 100 stats, whatever, get it ready. And then click the scanner and then you can have you can kind of cheekily be holding your phone at the right angle so that as soon as it pops up on their screen you've already scanned and boom there it is right oh so man that would be actually really funny that's that's what i think um that's where i think we, we're going with this but i just even in workshopping it a little bit uh testing it out myself it's already pretty fast but that will be about as fast as i think you can it's possible to get so I'm right. quite looking forward to that. Um, yeah, what what about the other current features in the wallet? What have we got in there so far? Give us the walkthrough. So, so let's see. Yeah, I mean, the the UI, the receive screen, I mean, that, that really is our bread and butter there. We do have multiple address support right out of the box. It works really well. Um, the scan button is right there under your thumb. Uh, you can see in that first screenshot, that bottom scanner button. Uh, to make it super easy, when you load up the app, just boop, you can uh, have your phone flipped up. You know, the, the usual... The, the original Bitcoin.com experience, right, where we're scanning the, the cash register, uh, it's just money, bro, right? That commercial, that, that's what we're yeah. going for. Like, you want to be able to load that up. Um, yeah. So we do have transaction history. needs a little bit of work still, a little bit of polish. Uh, but the instant pay feature is pretty cool. Um, instant pay is basically like, uh, by default, if it's a payment under 0.25 BCH and you have instant pay enabled, if you scan an invoice and it's under that 0.25 BCH, it will automatically just pay it. You don't got to do anything else. Just scan and boom, it's done. So that's pretty cool. Um, ends up being faster than like NFC tap for like your debit card if you're in the States or Europe. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, a couple little hidden features for, you know, like cell phone power users. If you tap on the uh, available balance, it'll hide it for you. You know, you don't want prying eyes to see that you've got a million dollars in your Celine wallet. Probably um, don't, don't do that, by the way. Don't, first yeah, don't, don't this put is that the first version. Yeah, don't put a million dollars in it uh, just yet. I, I and secondly, don't that. walk around with it <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah. Like I am confident in the, in the, like the code of the wallet. We're not going to like lose your money because you're, if, as long as you have your seed phrase, you're good. Um, but as far as like, if you don't write down your seed phrase and then like some bug happens with an upgrade, like I, I would be really upset if anybody lost their money. So do make sure you back up your seed phrase. Um, but yeah, I mean, beyond that, uh, you can also tap on the, the fiat currency and the available balance or on the sun page, it'll flip the currencies around. So if you prefer to type in $1 instead of a thousand sats or whatever, then you can do that. Uh, there is a sats mode also, if you prefer to see a whole number instead of eight decimals. 
Um, I know especially like some people in like the BTC camp prefer sats and it, it kind of grew on me a little bit too, especially for those uh, micro payments. Like I like being able to type in a thousand sats instead of 0. 0.00001000. <laughs> um, let's see. You can also uh, on the QR code, we've got the Celine logo on there. You can switch that to a BCH logo. I used to have a feature. Uh, it's hidden right now where you can change the colors on your QR code, but I decided uh, without a proper color picker, it was kind of a cumbersome feature. So that'll come back later. A little extra customization because it was easy to do. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's like all the basic stuff you would expect out of a wallet. Um, short term, we're working on like some localization stuff, especially for Spanish speaking users. Uh, turns out we're pretty popular in uh, Venezuela and Argentina already. It's already uh, so popping off. Cool. Yeah, like that's that. it. it's been like, what, one week, two weeks, and we've already yeah. got that's how you know you're onto some fucking fire. This first version, which even had a couple small bugs, a little usability only on Android, didn't matter. We immediately had like 50 enthusiastic users. Yeah. We, we, had, right? we had people <laughs> downloading the APK actually. So I was looking at my, uh, my server logs for the APK, and we got like uh, just under 50 downloads in like the first 36 hours or so and that was that was actually way more than i was expecting to, to be honest so that, that was pretty cool um starting to see the metrics coming in on the google play consoles we're starting to get a couple downloads here people are trickling into our telegram group and giving us some appreciation so that's awesome i'm, I'm loving the positive reception so far and uh, just you know really excited for the future of this wallet i think it's going to be even cooler in the future yeah one other thing which you didn't mention uh although it's kind of implied in those uh, venezuelan and argentinian users this is obviously you can set any kind of contrasting uh fiat yeah. currency so if you're in euros or in dollars or whatever you have it and then like you said you can have so you can have primary or secondary you know bch and then you can pick what you're contrasting it against so obviously you can choose for your local area one thing i had in a sort of previous uh version that we might be able to work back in there is i also like that you could set the contrast onto like btc or ethereum or maybe we should take a cue from uh, bch bull and do like gold or mm -hmm. silver so you can have uh, any asset and really get people's minds kind of thinking on this idea of wow how how powerful you this Mac is. index built in <laughs> exactly exactly maybe a little inflation ticker or a little you know you maybe we'll have a fun we've got to have some fun settings too right so maybe we'll have some weather you know jerome powell's head pops up every time inflation goes over a certain number or something like that you know, well, you know that, that's actually a good point to talk about some of our other future plans like uh we do plan on having i guess for lack of a better name like apps built in where it's like extra integrations like we do want to have things like any hedge uh things like uh you know integrated flip starter taking some cues from say like Paytaka and zap it with their integrated marketplaces integrated maps all of those kind of things i think are becoming more standard as far as wallet features for bch we're definitely going to be pursuing that path as well so some other stuff that we were looking into was like a roadmap app so for people who really want specific features you can tip for that specific feature it incentivizes us the developers to work on that uh, sort of like a mini flip starter within the app yeah and that and uh, you know other stuff like um Oh, what was it? You just you just reminded me of it. So just like having me start talking about this, I started tangenting about other stuff. So whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get onto that. We'll get because I, I do want to talk about all those uh different apps and upcoming features. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're talking like Jerome Powell's head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we can have we can have a couple like of fun ones. Too. Yeah, yeah. Just like I, I mean, I tend to take the sort of 
like Tesla type approach where they tend to, you know, in their cars, they put in that the car doors dance and random stuff like that. People love that shit, right? And usually it's not that hard to engineer. It's just a fun thing you can put in. And then if you make it optional to just switch it off, it will people who don't want to just switch it off or it's off by default and people who are power users are really excited can kind of get involved. And, and that's something that I think cuts to the philosophy of what we're trying to do here as well, which is that it it needs the the goal is to make the best Bitcoin cash wallet there is period and so that's kind of being attacked in my mind from from two angles so the first is the new user onboarding experience if you just do not understand Bitcoin cash you don't know shit about this uh, that your first experience is good and then you know as you return to the wallet it it makes sense right obviously crypto is a new thing for people there's parts of it that they already understand sending and receiving money online similar to a bank account all that right. They're going to understand those elements fairly quickly, but then it also has to ramp them up to being, uh, you know, more power users and understanding like all the lingo in DeFi, for instance. You can't just, well, some people you can just drop them in and they know what's going on, but a lot of people are going to be confused. You know, what is DeFi? What is this? What is an address? How does this work? All this sort of stuff. So hopefully we can subtly include enough uh, ongoing education and you know, little pop-up uh, hints and things like that. Not in an annoying way, obviously. We want to avoid that. Right, like o- only contextually, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, you're doing something. You might not know about it. There's a little info bubble there for you. Not intrusive. We do really want to emphasize clean design, simplicity, like a certain level of minimalism. So it's like, we don't want to throw all this garbage at you. All of the like fun stuff, you know, should always definitely be optional because some people do really prefer just having the minimal experience. I know some people really value that. I actually kind of personally value that. And we've gotten feedback along those lines as well. So it's catering to people who want, it's like the minimalist and the maximalist wallet. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. On one hand, the new user, and on the other hand, the power user. And we've already had some uh, feedback in that regard. I think one of the changes that maybe is not in the next update, but it's it's code that's going to be coming soon, was people immediately ask, can we get the XPUB? Can we get the XPRIV? Can we get the derivation path? Like, yeah, and we we put that in, right? We're going to have little tabs and stuff. Okay, if you're the new user the first time, you're not going to see all this. But as you get more and more into it, as you dig deeper and deeper, well, all that stuff that power users expect and need, like coin management, right? Coin control, cash fusion, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's worth saying we didn't mention already, but obviously you can have multiple wallets. So you oh, yeah, can yeah. Uh, import you know, as many different wallets in there as you want. We don't have watch-only wallets uh, at this point yeah, in time. We don't, but... we don't have multi-sig yet either. But that, it'll come. That would be cool. Yeah, it'll come. <laughs> this is definitely our our uh, our one. tracker, our ticket tracker is just like growing by the day as we just like think of more stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's so there's so much to to get done and only uh, so much time in the day uh, when we're just working on it. You know, <laughs> on weekends, kind of a vibe. But uh, yeah, that that's exactly what that is. So speaking to the actual coding. Um, part of it obviously you and i have have coded it i don't know that we're really at a stage where we can take external contributors i mean the wallet is completely open source and i do encourage anybody in the community uh go and have a look you know people shouldn't just take us on our word that we haven't put in a back door like I'm yeah. telling you that we haven't, but obviously I would say that, wouldn't I? It's like, don't try <laughs> to verify. And verify. That's right. Somebody out there who's a good coder, like crack open the code editor, have a bit of a look through it, make sure we haven't put any um, backdoors in there. That would be much appreciated uh, if you could do that. But the 
in the long term, I guess, we will be able to have more people able to contribute and, and chip into the, the project. At the moment, if you want to suggest features and stuff, I guess what, just go into the Telegram yeah. or add us on Twitter. We already had one right here from Agaseth said, please make Celine an offline mobile transaction signing app too. Another mm -hmm. great suggestion, but again, it's gonna there's a, there's a lot in the backlog, so I I don't promise we're gonna do it soon, but I would love to do that. I would love there to be a like a cold storage mode, maybe where it switched off all the connectivity on your device and then walked you through in a little tutorial, like here's how to do a proper cold storage and here's how to back it up and blah blah blah. Like that would be uh, sick, but I guess we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, somebody said, if I says developer mode, payroll. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, on payroll. Password protection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. like going, going forward, I mean, like, not only can we have this user-focused wallet, but we can also have business-focused offerings, which is something that, like, really no crypto has actually tackled in a significant way yet. The best that we have, I think, across the entire crypto landscape is probably the Bitcoin Cash Register app from Bitcoin.com. I, I think that's like the number one like thing I would recommend to any business who wants to start accepting crypto or BCH specifically, because um, it's just such a simple app and it works really well. And so, Celine, we can do something very similar. Obviously, we can have our own point of sale app, and I can definitely see that expanding into uh, like business, like back home office kind of software. QuickBooks for BCH, like payroll for BCH, like your whole business management software suite that could be BCH native, like like that's something that we can do. That can also be a potential revenue stream in the future because when you're doing business to business offerings, that's definitely more lucrative than business to customer. We definitely want the base wallet offering to always be open source and free. But with the more business to business stuff, you have a little more wiggle room on licensing, pricing, revenue models, all that kind of thing. So it's, it's a way to uh, have future growth and future longevity without like compromising on our core mission yeah so with the the core mission speaking of that so i had this idea when i was starting this project that we should try and get firstly that there was not a good enough uh bch wallet available yet or uh, nobody was doing a bch wallet in the way that i always imagined the bch wallet that i wanted right so i thought okay firstly i'm you know if nobody else is doing it, i'm gonna have to do it myself and then the second thing i thought was okay getting the global reserve currency brass tacks not just a theoretical discussion what what would that take so i think uh that if we had 10 million daily active use on chain of bch that that would flip the global economy i just straight up right there if you had 10 million people transacting every single day with celine wallet we'd we'd be getting to global reserve currency pretty quickly after that point that would make bch just in celine wallet. this is not considering any other wallets any other you know, custodial Coinbase users or whatever, uh, that would make it the 91st biggest economy in the world, larger than Israel and just smaller than Azerbaijan. <laughs> so at 10 million, I think the BCH economy would be so active and so uh, economically profitable and, uh, you know, expanding and growing and network effect and all that, that it would just start sucking in everything else super quick from that point and there would be no denying it would it would be overwhelming plus 10 million is kind of just a nice round number so what we one of these apps that we're going to make which i'm really excited for is uh we're going to have it it will 
track how many daily active users there are. Now, note, firstly, we'll make it so you can switch it off if you don't want to have that. But secondly, there's no KYC or anything. We're not tracking you individually. All that will happen is your app, just if you bring it up, will ping the server and say, I'm online. But we're not tracking where you are, what you're doing, anything like that. Just are you online? And then anonymous device ID. Exactly. And then once, not even a device ID, just even an anonymous check-in. And then once you have 10,000, I mean, once you have all those people sending it in, then we can make a graph, which will be obviously up and to the right as more and more people start using the economy. So everybody who's using Celine will be able to see on a daily basis, is this working? Are more and more people using it, right? And then obviously there'll be a 10 million target and a progress Mm -hmm. bar and we'll be able to watch it tick up over time, right? That's that's my vision for for what the game plan is here. Yeah, and it kind of incentivizes uh, like sharing it with your friends too, because then you get to make the line go up. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I thought it was a really brilliant idea when I saw it in the, the original V0 and we're excited to bring that back. Yeah, so I think, yeah, like you said, like Bitcoin Cash is this kind of organic grassroots revolution. And I don't think anybody... Well, at least not anybody that I've seen in crypto has really like leaned into that that angle in that kind of way. Uh, Coinbase, I've been seeing recently a lot of their ads and so on has been like upgrade, update the system and stuff like that. They, they've kind of getting there, but at the same time, they are just this huge company now that spends loads of time shilling shit coins and um you know, battling with the SEC. They're doing a lot of good work and uh, hats off to them, but they're kind of too entangled in the current banking system and trying to onboard people across that. I don't think nobody's really explored what can be done if you just have a crypto-only wallet where we're not going to have any user information. We're not like, there's there's going to be nothing. It's just going to completely route around the whole uh, banking system and that will let us do things in a way that, a lot of a lot of other apps can't so i think that's kind of the kind of the approach there i've got a slide here to talk about our roadmap you, you sort of talked about it a bit more obviously we're going to be looking at doing some translating into spanish and then probably chinese first would be the high priority ones because that's the where the 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 least overlap is in terms of users that. yeah exactly that's where the biggest pool of people who won't be well served by the English version are uh, able to do it, and also probably where the most demand is. Certainly with cash tokens, that's that's a very big one. So yeah. every, anybody who's uh, excited about cash tokens, and it is popping off, and it is awesome, but Celine is not going to be rolling out cash tokens next week. I can tell you that for sure. And the reason is because there's actually quite a lot to it, and we're going to want to do it do it right and have it well tested and all that stuff as well. Too. So I think that's going to be more in the medium term, uh, like things like translating the wallet are much higher priority and much easier to do. But then once we do have cash tokens in the medium term, I can just see already the whole little app store of little things that we're going to have. So for instance, you already have the Emerald DAO. What if you can click on a little Emerald DAO button in there with the cute little fiendish uh, icon? It goes into that and it says, it explains to you, what is the Emerald DAO? How does it work? Uh, blah 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 click here to lock up your 0.01 bch which will be redeemable on the next upgrade day what's the upgrade day click here for more in blah 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 blah. get paid a little bit extra 
you know, and it's all there and it's all just one click. And then also a little graph that shows how many people, same as same idea as before, how many people have locked into the Emerald DAO? Like what is the current interest rate that it's paying at? That's so cool. And that's that's one app on cash tokens. I'm so excited for just that. But obviously we have the NFT projects with BitCats. The first BCH Guru Mint is in two days. So we already have way more than we can even uh, you know, get get time to get around to at, at this point. Uh, Any hedge, we talked about that. Uh, obviously, it would just be sort of like the BCH bull, but integrated straight in there. Lock your coins against any of the different um, currencies over any amount of time. Flipstarter, Cash Fusion. Can you talk to me a bit about this? Because I'm that's one of the things where I really want it, but I've also heard like the reason that most wallets don't have it is because integrating it is is tricky especially on mobile because you've got to run on tour right do you have any more know-how on that so like android's a little easier than ios nobody's really properly solved ios cache fusion yet but i mean as far as android uh it's possible like you've got the orbot tour client that you can hook up to basically any other app and then uh with our architecture uh we can write just like straight java or like straight objective c or swift or whatever to do the necessary back like OS integrations with iOS and Android that that makes that possible. So it's tricky and it requires some uh, pretty extensive dev work, but I don't think it's impossible. And then we also do see other wallets. Uh, shout out to Rayhar over there at Stack Wallet, who is trying to work on iOS uh, Electron. I'm sorry, um, iOS Cash Fusion uh, integration right now. And then shout out to uh, I believe it's Yonald Fuball who did the original Electron Cash Android integration for Cash Fusion. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. beautiful. Think um, so, so yeah, I mean, there there is some prior art there. Also, shout out to Pox who solved this problem. He actually has a Java library uh, that we can use as reference, which is great because you know Java, Android. So we're we're probably going to be able to get Cache Fusion on Android uh, before we'll have it on iOS. But uh, it should be possible for both, even if it has to be kind of hacky on iOS. Like we'll just have to put a, a decent UX and like some info bubbles that say, hey, you got to like wait it out or. I was reading something about uh, with iOS, maybe we can do something like uh, like play a silent audio file or something so that it keeps the phone awake. You know, so it's it's going to be hacky, but we're going to try to make it work because I think cash fusion is too important of a future to ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that one <laughs> remains to be seen. You might have to be doing the heavy lifting on that one because I, I don't know how keen I am to be getting involved in the, the Java direct integrations. But yes, I've also done stuff like this with like custom Java problem. Um, so like capacitor that we're using is uh, built by the same people who made Ionic, which is a framework that I used back in like 2015 for a professional project. Uh, that project was written on some custom hardware uh, that had like a built-in like card reader and printer. So I needed to write some Java plugins to integrate with that. It's not hard to do, really. It's just extra work, really, because it's not already done for you like a lot of the other stuff is. Yeah. So for people who don't know, which we might even include some of the devs, so this capacitor. So we actually there was actually a previous version of Selene, not released to the public, which I wrote in React Native. But even though I found a way sort of miraculously to run uh liborth through a kind of hacky web view that you couldn't you couldn't have done it otherwise right like liborth doesn't run on react native um javascript code but i found a kind of a workaround but it still kind of sucked and the performance still wasn't that that great and all that so Lizzie came in and even uh, somewhat against my advice <laughs> did a rework in 
capacitor, which I wasn't sold on initially, but I think it's the right move now, which means that we're essentially making like a web app, but it still has access to all the functionality on the phone, right? And so that's mm -hmm. when I was saying before that we can code it once, but then we can also host it up on the web. So there will be a version, again, maybe not on the short-term roadmap because there's a thousand things, but where you'll just be able to go to celine.cash slash wallet or wallet.celine.cash or whatever, and bang, somebody's uh will have a, a wallet live on their phone right there. So you won't even need to convince them to download an app and everything. You literally just say, go to this website and then scan the QR code and bam, they're already going. Plus we can uh, use Capacitor to export it onto a desktop app, which I'm super excited about because I'm always sitting at my laptop. So that's going to be super sick, I think. Yeah, so I'm pretty bright, promising future. Uh, the, I mean, I'm really proud of the architecture. Obviously, I wrote it, but um, I, I I try to be pretty careful about the decisions that I make. So when I chose Capacitor, even though Jeremy was kind of advised me against it, it's like, oh, we're, we're going to duplicate all this work. But I'm like, yeah, but it's going to save us a lot of work in the long run. So I, I think it was definitely worth it. With these apps as well, too, obviously, we've talked about a bunch of different BCH uh, projects. So for instance, like with Flipstarter, Again, this is just me dreaming out loud here, but I can already see the little flip starter uh, app the button that's on a different tab. You go to, you click on that. It has a list of the community is currently fundraising for this, 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 and this. And there's little profiles of all the people who are maybe known in the community. Like let's say um, Ryan Giffen might be an example, right? He's running a flip starter or Bitcoin Jason. They're already known guys. You can click on them. You can see their prior art, what they've been doing previous flip starters that they've run. We have a little tracker that shows, you know, did they deliver on this last thing? A little bullet point list promised A, B, C, and D, delivered this, 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 and this on these dates. Here's the you, links you actually to check the evidence. Idea. Um, yeah. You know, there are actually um, quite a few people in the community, or at least a small handful of people in the community who are uh, pretty interested in flip starter tracking. I mean, there was actually uh, a long time ago, a flip starter for the flip starter hall of fame. Um, I think that was Opperturn who did that. And then I know Cheap Lightning is also working on a project called Flipwatch. And so uh, like all that kind of stuff, it would be really cool if the people working on that kind of thing had like an API or like some kind of data repository where we could pull from that or the community can pull from that. And like you can get that kind of dossier and uh, previous flip stars, previous stars who they're associated with, all that kind of thing, I, I think would actually just be a good idea for slash somebody to pick up maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think people really understand how powerful these things are going to be once we have them directly integrated into the world. That's like what this whole point of crypto is, that it's so baby stuff that you can currently do on the current Coinbase or or whatever app, right? Imagine onboarding somebody, you know, your, your friend down the pub, you send them the $2, they're impressed. Wow, this is pretty cool. Seems kind of good. They forget about it for a week. Then they think, oh, yeah, let me check that out. Or maybe next time you see him, you say, hey, you still have that app. Let me tell you something again. They do it. Somehow it gets into their mind. They hear about Bitcoin on the news or something. They look at it. They're going in their basic tab. They think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they stumble on this apps tab. And then they look in the Flipstarter page and they're just instantly like way down the rabbit hole, like expose this whole universe of like there's crowdfunding and there's people doing this project and that project. And because all that stuff already exists in large part, right? Even if the BCH community is not huge, there's already this podcast. There's already Twitter spaces that people are running. There's already Reddit forums and Telegram groups and it's popping off constantly. But 
getting involved in all of this stuff is so difficult if you don't know where to look and what to find and blah, blah, blah. So that's why my idea is if you put it all in this same app, obviously, like we said, the first time you're not going to, that's going to be overwhelming. That's going to be too much. So it's got to be on a separate tab or slightly hidden away, but somewhere that if you look a little bit, you stumble across it and then you get kind of brought into it. Right. So I oh, will actually, also, yeah, go on. Uh, on, on that note, so one of the things that I did, so I got feedback that it's kind of unintuitive, but still makes sense was one day it was like late at night and I'm like, we're going for the ultimate onboarding experience. So what we should do is make it as simple as possible for the newbie, right? So what I did was if you have a brand spanking new wallet, which gets auto generated when you open the app for the first time, there's no transaction history on that wallet and there's no funds in the wallet. It actually completely hides most of the app. You only yes. get a receive tab, which expands to say receive Bitcoin Cash BCH. You only have your QR code. You you can still flip the addresses because I figured that would actually be just rude to hide from the user, even if they don't know what it is. Uh, and you can still invoice. So if you want to like specifically receive a dollar or ten dollars, whatever. But that's it. That's all you can see is just the wallet and the settings. So on that, until you get that very first BCH transaction, like nothing else actually matters. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to use any of those apps. You're not going to be able to send any money. So why am I going to overwhelm the user by adding that on? So for anybody who actually does already, you know, has ever used a crypto wallet, that is a little bit unintuitive. But for the very first time user who has never touched crypto, that helps because it's extremely focused. They go, there's like three things on the screen. One of them says Bitcoin Cash BCH. There's no way you can confuse it with BTC or anything. You know it's a crypto wallet already because presumably that's why you downloaded it. And so you go on Coinbase, search up BCH and send it to your Celine wallet. And oh, oh, the rest of the app is unlocked now. Holy crap, this is cool. What's all the rest of this stuff? You click on the apps, you start going down the rabbit hole. And there it is, right? Exactly. So one of the apps that I'm... It's And a lot of this stuff is not actually that difficult to build, okay? It's going to take us some time. We do have to code it up. We do have to design it. We do have to test it, right? There's a lot. There is a lot that goes into it. I'm not downplaying that. But it's not, uh, you know, like Cash Fusion, where we were talking about before, that's, that's kind of a separate case. Or if we're talking about uh, super sick Emerald DAO on-chain Bitcoin script integration, okay, that's quite complicated. For something simple like, linking up to here's 10 twitter feeds of people that are comment regularly on bitcoin cash and you can just click and it links you into the twitter app and then if you've got if you're a twitter user and you like all that stuff suddenly you're following a few different people in the community and you're seeing all the banter and discussion there right that's not actually that difficult to build so i'm super excited for having not only the bitcoin cash podcast faqs which i'm slowly been working on and improving over time i'm still doing that but uh, having that in the app so that then if somebody's like wait what is all this once you start to get a little bit involved and you have this question and that question well then all the info is there you know we can embed the who killed bitcoin documentary and people can just watch that like once they've got a little bit of it that's usually how i try and present it to people when i'm uh, onboarding or explaining it to them is give them the practical experience first because if you can't you know, you can talk their ear off for three hours, but that first 30 seconds of sending them some crypto connects the dots in their mind that this could work, this could be an economy. And then after that, you get all into the rabbit hole of everything else, right? So uh, just having a content feed, kind of like you already have all these apps, Instagram, whatever else, something like that, uh, which just has the latest videos and memes and the community can curate it. Maybe there can be a voting system. Maybe you have to stake some BCH in order to be able to get a vote. You know, you have to prove that you're serious. Right? 
yeah, lots, exactly. lots, lots of possibilities. Yeah, 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 exactly. And having tipping of the content in the in the feed there, right? So if uh, you know, it has the latest videos from the BCH community and you can just one tap, send 10 cents to this person. Firstly, how much peer-to-peer -peer ec economic activity is that going to be generating loads? And secondly, you can't really do it with a lot of these, even like the Coinbase apps and stuff. They're too burned down with KYC and banking integrations and all that stuff. It's just not going to work. And then thirdly, uh, that also creates an opportunity well, firstly, although we probably won't won't put ourselves in the middle of that, we're not going to try and middleman fees off that necessarily, but you can have it so that then people can now get paid to produce content, quality content for BCH, because if they do and we pick it up and put it in the app feed, suddenly all of our user base who are already onboarded with BCH and already have it in their wallet one click away will see it. And if they like it, they'll send through five cents, right? So we've now created a market incentive for bch to draw in new content creators and especially small ones not not big existing ones but people who are just kind of looking around for like how can i have a niche how can i break into the crypto game that would be a killer way to do it so like <laughs> the sky's the limit here really is is what i'm i'm trying to say because just the amount of this stuff that we can do is going to be absolutely mega and usually i'm the opposite i don't like to talk about projects and things that we're working on and possibilities and all that until we're delivered because it's psychologically it's a bad idea you go out you tell everybody i'm going on a diet and i'm going to lose 10 kilos and everybody says that's great and then your brain gets the hit of dopamine like yeah i did it <laughs> and then you never yeah, lose I dropped 10, 10 kilos, kilos right <laughs> exactly then you go back and sit on the couch have some more doritos right so it's the opposite usually you should just shut up about your goal and you should wait until people say wow have you lost 10 kilos that should be the dopamine hit but yeah. in this case i'm uh explaining some of my vision and things that we can do because i want to get everyone hyped and excited that to actually yeah. make I mean, I mean we want you guys to see what we're seeing like we yeah. we are way off in the future already because we know what our capabilities are we know what bch's capabilities are like i have i i know i personally have a vague idea of how to implement most of the things that we've already talked about so it's not like it's going to yes. be where these are stuff that we do intend on doing even like that cash fusion thing like i said it's going to be hard but we have like somewhat of a game plan already so like it might take time but these are things that can be developed over time i mean my whole perspective as a, as a software engineer is that you literally can code anything. You really can. Like there, there's nothing in the way. If you've got to freaking hack the OS to get the thing that you want, then maybe so be it, but you could still do it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll figure something out one way or another with all of these different features. And I mean, a lot of it isn't even as hard as we think because it, it's all just a BCH transaction and we're using the very fantastic LibAuth library already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all of that is to say, if you are in the mildest bit excited about all this stuff that we've been saying, this is where it comes to the actual sales pitch part. So we're running a flip starter. Uh, we launched it, what, a couple of days ago. The ask is 150 BCH. And in large part, or at least the way it's written in the flip starter, that is essentially to cover in the the time that you and I have already spent, right? We've already spent nine months, and let me tell you, that's been a lot of uh, weekends putting putting in the time, a lot of uh, weeknights after work to get this first version out. So definitely go try the first version, see if you like it, 
give it a go and all that. And if you're like, wait, this is pretty cool. And also more importantly, if you can see the potential for this to go from a pretty good BCH wallet to the best BCH wallet that onboards the entire global reserve currency uh, mission, then consider donating to this flip starter. So uh, it's 65 out of 150 BCH we've already had donated so far. Big thanks to Marcelo who put in almost all of that, but there's also been several other people who have uh, contributed. So the flip starter is to cover mostly the time that we've spent, but also for us to validate the idea that people like this and people want this. And if it gets funded, uh, there's not anything, any specific promises, I guess, that we're making about, like we talked about all those different features. We don't know exactly yet, you know, we're going to do this one or we're going to do that one. A lot of it's probably going to come from, oh, the users suddenly want this. So we're going to make that a high priority. But if this flip side gets funded, and even if it doesn't, to be honest, I'm going to keep developing this wallet regardless, but it will mm -hmm. help a lot uh, if 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 we get some um, funding. Going forward, there's also a lot of other monetization options we can explore. I've got a bunch of ideas. Uh, obviously, we talked about the B2B stuff, but from your perspective, what do you, what do you think about our, like, what, what is the purpose and intent of this, this flip star, I guess? It's really important. We just make this clear to everyone. Yeah, for sure. And I think you covered it pretty well. I mean, we are mostly doing this 150 BCH ask. It's split evenly between me and Jeremy, 75 each. And it really is covering a lot of the time that we already spent. I mean, yeah, we can continue spending time, but it is expensive to do that. I mean, we pushed really hard, especially in the past couple months, um, you know, making sacrifices in other places in life because we really, really wanted to get this out for people, especially in time for the upgrade, the, the May 15th upgrade, um, because we really wanted to add to like the the splash that came on that day. And so like everybody kind of had that self-imposed deadline of let's let's get our projects out on that day so that we can make a big marketing push, get a lot of hype out for BCH. But there, there is also the aspect of, okay, well, we have, you know, our reputations, the community, you guys more or less have, have given you, or have given us your, your trust, right? Uh, we have consistently delivered not only Jeremy with the podcast, but myself with my Twitter, the Twitter spaces. And now here we are with an actual app that you can download right here, right now. Um, even if we abandon this app right now, you still have a solid BCH wallet. So we're hoping that the community values that, you know, we've been talking about proof of work for so long now, especially in the community. There have been so many other flip starters that have happened, especially in the past two years where um, there has been very questionable delivery, we'll put it that way, for very questionable amounts of money. And we're hoping that maybe this flip starter can help set a precedent of uh, establishing a solid delivery first using that to launch further delivery. So we don't want to overpromise. We also do not want to under deliver here. So when we're making uh, these kind of speculative, oh yeah, we want to add all these features. We do have like an actual somewhat organized roadmap that we've been working on. You know, we have like our next like four minor versions uh, planned out with various bug fixes, various features, finishing a couple of the core wallet features, um, you know, like the localization stuff we were talking about earlier. And like Jeremy said, these things are going to happen regardless. It's just if we get funded, we can do it a lot faster because we can dedicate more of our own time and resources. We don't have to go do other things to make money, pay rent, all those kind of things. So, um, I mean, from my point of view, if I could personally work on BCH stuff full time, I would love to do that because I have like a million ideas that I want to write that I think would actually be good ideas. But it's just life, right? We can't do that unless you actually get paid to do that. So I'm really hoping that the precedent of this flip starter says, hey, community values proof of work. You guys are doing good work. Yeah, we'll kick you back a little bit and hopefully you keep delivering. And we 
uh, on the other hand, want to keep delivering for you and keep making BCH better because uh, really everybody in the ecosystem profits if we build each other up. Uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, as they say. Yes, a rising economy lifts all Bitcoiners. That's going to have to be the new <laughs> the new phrase. That's what it's all about. 21 million. The 21 million gets more valuable as everybody ships it. And so if you're interested in this Flipstarter, you can check out flipstarter.selene, S-E-L-E-N-E dot cash, C-A-S-H, obviously. And uh, yeah, maybe send in some sats. And I guess we've got the next 28 days to get the next 85 bch <laughs> so hopefully hopefully the universe is listening hopefully the community is listening and if you're not convinced or you're not uh hyped even just from this episode then seriously go and try it go the code you can look at selene.cash go on that website the links to the code is there so you can go and check it out it's all open source download and archive a copy yourself if you think we're going to rug you and run off with it we're not but you can do that right now um try the wallet out you know the current version that's out there's a couple of small little uh bugs like with the sending and stuff but we've got a new version that'll be coming out soon when is that next version coming out by the way uh i mean basically if i wasn't talking to you right now i'd be testing <laughs> be the, <doing> it. <laughs> it's already all packed up i just gotta like actually test it on the phone make sure there aren't any like weird bugs that crept in there and then um honestly we could probably get it out by like monday Okay, have the, right. uh, the next version with a couple bug fixes, um, some tweaks for the Argentine and Venezuelan users. We want to make sure they're we're giving them the proper exchange rate. Uh, apparently, the exchange rate on the street is not what CoinGecko gives us, so we fixed that. Uh, and just some other smaller stuff, and then we'll be having another uh, more major release coming out. Uh, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we got to be able to sit down and there's uh, some major stuff on the back end that I got to do to get us out of like MVP mode and more into production mode. But uh, it, it's coming along, you know, just uh, small, small things here and there. And then just one big change, we'll be able to get in a, a major release here. Okay. All right, cool. So yeah, that stuff is in the... Is, is in oh, the I, iOS is coming exceedingly soon as well. So the, the next bug fix release that we're about to do is also probably what we're going to publish here on the Apple App Store. Uh, we just got approved for that uh, this week. And so uh, all I've got to do is uh, get it built on my MacBook. Uh, a very generous donor gave me a, a whole freaking iPhone to test on. So uh, yeah, we're going to get that built up here pretty soon and released on App Store because we're finally through all those hurdles. Yeah, it's not a trivial thing to do. Apple is quite finicky about wait, wait, a lot of that. And Google, I, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised that they just let anybody just put up crypto wallets at all I, they I don't you have to be a real business actually <laughs> okay right but even then like are they are they going to be picking over our code i hope they do to be honest but uh the you know like i guess yeah like you said maybe if they have a business they feel confident they can track back and follow through on if people are trying to like run frauds or scams or or, or whatever right um, yeah I, I have to dox the ever living crap out of myself to get on these play stores guys <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm legal you know the the u.s knows who i am knows who my company is the irs knows who i am like uh, apple knows who i am dun and bradstreet knows who i am so it's like i can't escape i'm not rugging you guys promise <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then your name's on the paperwork. That's all good. <laughs> all good for me. No, no, but seriously, uh, yeah, this is uh, this has been a big, big project and a ton of effort. Like I said, about nine months of my life has gone into this uh, in the background in between doing the podcast and making music and, you know, covering the conference and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you all supported this Flipstar, it, it would be amazing. And I don't know, yeah, that we'd really want to get into too much of the 
details about monetization going forward at this stage because it is still kind of up in the air but there's a lot of things i can already see for instance that uh roadmap idea i love that that you could just go in the app we just have these are the tickets that we can work on you know here's the five next most requested features cash tokens any hedge um you know translation to spanish whatever it is and then just like i was saying about tipping the content you can just tip and send your money into uh any of those things to any amount you know maybe we'll have a target once it hits that target that'll be the next thing we work on and then the the community can just directly fund whatever the features they want and we'll build it you know there's almost no there's no other company or no other app that could operate that way in the future once we're doing this and once we're rolling with it you can bet other cryptos are going to copy this idea i'm promising you right now as soon as we do this somebody else is going to think i'm going to make a litecoin wallet and do the same thing uh, but for right now, we've got to we've got to jump on the on the competition, and uh, I think if that if that proved to be viable, if, if people were appreciating what we were doing, then yeah, I'm sure the app will will grow and it will go from there. So I'm not too worried about the monetization in the in the long term. But the the big thing is just money talks. So if people are sending us BCH to work on it, then we must be doing good work. <laughs> the last thing you want is something that we think is the shit, but that nobody's actually responding to. Um, because I've spent too much of my life working on software projects and working in companies that were working on software projects where whether it was VC money or just side grind or whatever it was, people were building something that the engineers thought was great and the rest of the world was like, crash, we don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes down to it, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what the flip starter is about, really. All right. Anything else you wanted to say about about Celine? I I think, you know, for me, that, that kind of covers it. Yeah, I think we covered like all the major points. I hope the community enjoys the wallet. I hope that we're filling a legitimate need and we're not just doing the engineer thing. We're building something that we think is cool and nobody else does. But yeah. I, I think there, we are actually filling a legitimate need here. I mean, again, I mean, the whole premise is Jeremy and I have onboarded multiple people onto BCH ourselves, have recognized the pitfalls, the bottlenecks, the, the pain points and said, forget this. We're just going to build a wallet that solves all that. So we did. Yeah, exactly. Proof of work. Like you said, we needed it. We built it. Done. Uh, and it's just going to get better from here on out. Okay. All right. That's enough about Celine. That's our that's our one hour pitch. Try the wallet, Celine.cash, S-E-L-E-N-E.cash. Try it and see what you think. Okay. In other news, Cash Tokens has been kicking off with, what's today? The 27th. So it's been 12 days, under two weeks since the launch. It has already been popping off. So I've got a screenshot here uh, of the current transactions on the network. For people who have more recently joined oh, wow. listening to the podcast, they don't know, but uh, we used to check the transactions every single episode at the start. Like when we do the price, we used to do the transaction count too. But I cut that out because it was too boring. It was just the same thing every <laughs> every week. It was just 10,000, 11,000, 10,000, blah, blah, blah. But now that Cash Tokens has launched, we've had recently... Uh, in May, there's kind of floor of about 10,000 transactions that there's been for the last year or more. It started spiking up firstly with uh, there's some apps being tested uh, aside from cash tokens, but then the cash token stuff has also added on on top of that. There's been a little bit of speculative mania going on with the CRC20 tokens that we're going to talk about in a second. There's been people doing NFT mints. And all that, and things have gone from ten thousand transactions a day to twenty thousand transactions a day. Then at the peaks, even up to one hundred and thirty thousand. Like I said, there was other apps and stuff being tested as well there too. 
but uh, the last couple of days, it's been 35 to 40,000 transactions per day. So in the last two weeks, the kind of floor of BCH transactions has quadrupled from 10,000 to about 35 or, or 40,000 transactions a day just on the initial hype. So I really wanted to drive this home because uh, obviously on this podcast, we spent so much time hyping it up, cash tokens, it's the next big thing. It's finally BCH's focus from fighting internally and from scaling bigger blocks that have no demand. Finally, it was like, okay, guys, we've got to get some user demand. And a lot of time and thought went into the upgrade and it's already paying dividends. So how have you found the release and uh, initial hype around cash tokens? It's been nice. It's been really interesting to just like see this new energy in the community. Like everyone seems to be in a good mood right now. And then uh, big shout outs to the Chinese community who just like apparently have been tracking us in the background. Nobody is like heard about any of the developments going on over there. All of a sudden they came up with the with the CRC20 thing. And now we have like all these Chinese uh, Bitcoin cashers just like kind of flooding into the space. Actually, I noticed on Twitter, um, the BTC people talking about, oh, wow, where would all these Chinese people come from all of a sudden? With <laughs> they're like, oh, they're out for blood right now because they they smell it in the water right now. All that There's money to be made. So they're on it. Entrepreneurial spirit. Love it. So cool to start seeing uh, some of the collaboration between the East and the West here um yeah like shout outs to bitcoin cash autist for uh, helping bridge the crc 20 spec to the bcmr spec um and, and really helping bridge that divide making everything all compatible like that's what this stuff is about like we're working together but we're also like competing at the same time it's it's just like a new paradigm yeah so the crc 20 for people who don't know obviously there was the initial erc 20 ethereum request for comment which is the token standard and there's other ones for fungible tokens i believe right because nfts is a different one it's the original fungible token spec that's standardized onto ethereum which then spread around to all the other coins then with the ordinal stuff recently that we've covered that uh became brc20 of course there is no brc19 or brc1 there's literally only brc20 it's not even a real document i don't think it's just that <laughs> people were like people know Something RC20 is just become the nomenclature for, for a token standard. So they made uh, BRC20 in, for the ordinals. And obviously that was really popular and kicked off. But then they had problems with scaling and the fees, all that stuff we already covered, right? So cash tokens came out. And then it was in under three days, uh, the Chinese developers, again, nobody had ever heard of just started up this mania around CRC20, cash tokens, request for comment 20. Again, there's no CRC19 or CRC21, <laughs> never will be. But they made a CRC20. <laughs> and the idea that they had, which nobody expected this to happen this way, and this is just the power of permissionless innovation, is apparently they had this logic that everybody already has MetaMask and that everybody was already doing DGEN gambling on different tokens so they made it somehow so that with this kind of weird uh version of metamask you could mint uh crc20 so-called tokens on cash tokens so cash tokens was the underlying like upgrade and changes to the protocol but some people initially reacted to this quite negatively being like why didn't you guys use the bcmr the bitcoin cash metadata registry idea yeah which was which was supposed to be the standard that kind of it was like the add-on to uh, cash tokens. So I didn't actually get time to cover this with Jason, but we'll have him back on sometime to talk through all the details of it. But the idea was of cash tokens 
that actually anybody could build any standard they wanted onto it. So we would see some market competition for how how people made different kinds of tokens, how they put the icons in, how they uh, you know started trading platforms and how how all these things operated so this crc 21 immediately just somehow caught on because these chinese devs found a kind of a gap in the market and then so people initially were like why aren't you just using the bcmr stuff that we've worked on but the market does what the market wants and actually it seems that it's like you said it's kind of brought the community together a bit because people weren't necessarily talking or communicating as much but now with the, all the activity happening on chain people are like we, we got to talk to these guys and find out what's going on and yeah. at least push them in the right direction if they're a bit confused about a few things but they're bringing in users so you can't really dispute that that's that's a bad uh bad thing so uh yeah i just thought this was this amazing example of permissionless innovation i've got a, a picture here from one of the telegram groups that somebody posted of uh somebody sitting in what looks like some kind of chinese university classroom or something and they're on the unisats uh exchange obviously they were a fan of dgen trading on various cryptos and i just saw this photo just made me laugh because i've I've been at school in China. I've been in a Chinese university classroom. This is exactly what it looked like. And I tell you what, when I was there in 2013, you know, trading away on Bitcoin, this is exactly what it looked like. <laughs> so I could just see a new generation, a new round of people getting excited about Bitcoin Cash flooding into CRC20 uh, because of it. Although I have not bought any of these tokens and I don't even know how to. Do you know how? Do you know how to? I, I haven't messed with it enough. I mean, I'm I'm like not much of a degen. I lose every bet that I ever make. Some people in the BCH community have seen me make bets and lose them. So yeah, I just stick to you know my BCH belongs and lose money that way instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm sure it will over time. It will become a bit easier and a bit clearer. And that's also part of the part of the problem is if this has all kicked off in china like trying to figure out what are the chinese devs doing and what websites are they using and stuff. the tooling's all a bit scrappy it's kind of hard even being as close to it as i am to get an accurate picture of what's going on and it's changing so fast literally minute by minute you know as devs are discussing and they think oh let's tweak this let's launch this okay these tokens we're sick of them we've got some new tokens i saw some stats there was something like i think there's about 175 or 200 different tokens that are being traded and minted at the at the moment so i don't know what they all are and probably most of them are scams and not worth anything so if you're getting involved in all this just be very aware of exactly what you are involved in but it proves the point that permissionless innovation is starting and crucially it has driven you know demand on bch that has not been seen i guess since the smart bch kind of stuff and before then not since right after the fork, right? So I think it, it is working. That was that was my takeaway from from seeing this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not much of a DJ, and so and it's like you said, a lot of those are probably scams. That's why I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is still just really interesting to see. I mean, this is where it starts. It always got to start somewhere. I mean, later on, I really think cash tokens will be able to do things like you know issue stocks on chain like businesses legit businesses will actually do things like that uh you know we'll have like loyalty points and coupons and chuck e cheese tokens and dave and buster's tokens and whatever else and it'll be useful so i mean I'm, i mean like i said i got a couple of ideas myself that i think are pretty cool that i can't wait to pursue so i mean i really do think cash change uh, cash cash tokens is a big game changer i mean uh, unprecedented tech for any blockchain 
because BCH actually scales unlike the rest of them. So we'll see where it goes, you know, give it another two years. And I think we're going to have a really killer ecosystem here. We also saw yesterday the appswap.cash launch mainnet pat came out with the first ever DEX on on BCH main chain. I guess there was smart BCH uh, DEXs as well. But the critical thing here is that so in under two weeks, we got a DEX. And why that's so important is not only that the work got done, but because unlike a lot of other EVM chains where they just copy and paste things and then just tweak it, give it a new name, fresh uh, fresh color scheme, and then boom, if you're compatible with EVM, you're compatible on BCH. Like I've been saying, we've got the UTXO model, so we're going to have to rebuild and all this tooling and stuff ourselves from scratch. But it's already starting to happen at a pretty rapid rate faster than i was not expecting yeah but exactly i was not expecting that we would have a dex now and if you try and use it it is a bit buggy a bit unintuitive a bit hard to use but i'm impressed that we even have a v1 yeah exactly we had a v1 in under two weeks that's crazy when we talked to jason drasner he said well it's a different story with his uh jedex he was saying okay maybe it will take a year to kind of lock everything into into place he's working on other stuff for his main net pat is like very very focused on like his projects right now yeah but two weeks that's crazy anyway we'll see where things go from there but uh it's amazing to already see these things starting i did have a bit of a look at it i tried to list a token for sale but there was some kind of bug so i couldn't i tried to sell one of my bitcats i've minted a couple extra so that i could do this but i tried to sell one and then had some problems let's just have a look right now who what are they? somebody had been uh listing their their dow tokens from the emerald dow as well which is pretty cheeky because you can still go and mint more of them at 0.1 <laughs> bch but people were selling them for like 5 10 bch you know it's <laughs> a little too early for that i mean like yeah i got, i, I could have i really wanted number five i was sitting there on upgrade day in the stream with you guys like spamming the refresh button i could have gotten <laughs> like numbers like like i need a lot of the ones under 10 and then uh the extension wasn't working right for me and then i didn't get in until like after 100 because of that because i just like went to bed came back still wasn't working i was like went to work came back still wasn't working i was like oh my god i want to get my emerald now so but i didn't end up getting a few um but I just think it's way too early to be listing them for more than the uh, 0.101 that you're going to get. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if somebody buys it, they buy it. If they don't, if they don't know, they don't know. That's the yeah, of, the, of the free market. And then, well, then that would be an arbitrage trade. Then you could go and you could uh, mint more on the Dow and then come and list them at a, and undercut the price, right? Uh, and oh, yeah, just rug the floor. Price. Exactly. Okay. Mint them for point one, sell them for uh, 0.01. Hell yeah, profit, baby. <laughs> exactly. Until until people figured it out. Jed, have you been doing any cash tokens related activity the last uh, couple of weeks? Certainly got to get your take on this. I minted a couple of BitCats. Of course, I mentioned in the last episode of a special em- Emerald Dow token. I have one of my BitCats listed. I think it's the only one on the website right now with like the cop shirt. I mean, maybe you can assume why I want to get rid of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I haven't paid any attention to the CRC20 stuff. The naming irritates the hell out of me, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, yes. it's not connected to ERC. It's not connected to Bitcoin. It's not even close to ordinals. If it's like, it's like a game of telephone and we're like four ways bastardized already. Yeah. Yeah. That was, 
yeah, a, a negative reaction to it. And I was one of the people who were like, why aren't you just using BCMR? What the heck? Scaling.cash, this is a scam. But then like over the course of that week, like more info started coming out. We figured out who the devs actually were. We figured out why they made the decisions they did. I was like, okay, sorry, not a scam. Just got to, you know, raise those alarm bells initially because we have gotten burned in this world a couple of times. So just being a little cautious. Well, that's right. I think I agree. It is kind of stupid. Like you say, it's not actually related to ERC-20 at all, except except in the very tangential idea that it's tokens. That's really all that it's being captured. But the key point is that's what people know and that's what people respond to. So sometimes you don't need to be the next gigabrain idea that you're trying to come up with something. like which The BCH, sometimes we need to stop trying to be so smart. Sometimes you just need to appeal to the lowest common denominator and just get some traction going. And that seems to be the approach that the Chinese devs has. So I take, you know, uh, take my hat off. I respect uh, that approach that they yeah. were like, okay, people know this. People are going to want to gamble and speculate. This is the new technology. Boom. That's going to have introduced so many people to BCH. And it's now spurred all this co cooperation with the devs. It's going to create better tooling. It's going to start up the DeFi ecosystem. So, yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous, but it doesn't matter how you get your foot in the door just as long hey, as long product as market fit, right? Like they the exactly. Chinese devs, they they are market minded. That's uh, right. That, that one guy that was in the R Cash Tokens channel is like, you guys don't understand the market. You're all about ideology. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, you kind of have a point there, bud. If you're out there listening, you kind of have a point. All right. Like we're listening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you want to have some solid foundations and some solid theory and some solid engineering and all that. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just need to sprinkle a bit of the people want what the people want, just give it to them and it'll kick off from there. Right. So uh, yeah, hats off to the, the Chinese uh, BCH community that have been pushing this and I'm um, looking forward to seeing it feels kind of bizarre that it's only been under two weeks and it's already kicking off this much. So I'm sure it will only accelerate from here as well too it's nice to have some vindication that all this time and effort put into cash tokens is paying pretty immediate dividends all right i've got a community comment of the week here so it's actually comes in reply to a tweet that you made a couple of days ago so you said on may 22nd kind of crazy it's 2023 and btcers still think bch is bsv BSVers still think BCH is XCC, lol. <laughs> yeah, so we ejected Craig and Amori, just so everyone knows. BCH is decentralized, no gods, no masters, no custodians. So obviously a good uh, quote, you know, uh, making the... Shout out, making... shout out to Amora who made this home or lock screen for me that says that, no gods, no masters, custodians. Okay, all right, shout out to Amora. Uh, but the point kind of being that, yeah, it's funny to see from the outside like we're talking about all these cash tokens, all this stuff, people who are not listening to this show or are not plugged into what the BCH community is, they somehow just still have this uh, after image from not even, I've said before, two years is probably a reasonable lag time that people are not up to the latest in any other crypto. But past two years, you got it kind of just ignorant and out of the loop, right? So are you they, even doing due diligence? <laughs> no, of course they're not, right? They're, they're just so the BTC people still have this image. That's why it's always uh, Roger and Jihan and uh Craig Wait, Wright and whatever. For like the past two years, honestly. Like, bro, exactly. <laughs> get with the times. That's it. We've just got a whole completely different community of people, whole different community of people that they never had heard of, even if they were involved at that time. And things have just moved uh, so far on. So I really like this point. 
and it kind of obviously baited this uh, response that you got from Gal Buki at Taurus JKL, I think that is, uh, who said, B- BCH didn't just eject, in quotation marks, a single individual. Every time a chain splits, it's a brain drain. BCH lost many entrepreneurs. BSV lost many developers. Imagine what the big block community would have been able to do if both groups were united instead of fighting each other, end quote. So I loved seeing this because then I replied to him and said something about, look, the BSV community are are on this big tip of, guys, big block community, we should all get back together again. Imagine if we were all on the same team, blah, blah, blah. Why are they so interested in reunifying? Firstly, it's a good thing. I'm very happy about it. But they all want to reunify because they kind of know their project is sinking. (laughs) That's why it's like, guys, can we get along? And so when you point that out to them, then the the copium starts. No, BSV is fine. It's all working out. Just no, you know. But it's like they can sell their coins and come back anytime. If you have been in BSV and you're listening to this show, seriously, consider it. Look Look at the objective reality. Is BCH popping off? Yes. Is BSV kind of dying? Yes. Get, just get on that and make it make it easy for yourself. But I thought it was worth pointing out and I wanted to get your take on, are we going to see some reunification? Obviously, we did the spaces in like January. That's like that's some 4D chess moves that we were putting in back then that are now paying off now because now there's all this uh, cooperation and uh, discussion between the communities that I think probably would not have been there if we hadn't uh, opened that door a little bit at that time, right? Yeah, there's been a lot of crosstalk and it's been a lot of healthy crosstalk. I mean, yeah, you've got your salty BSVers. Not going to lie, you've got your salty Bcashers too. So, I mean, let's be real. Um, it, it is kind of funny that all of the calls for reunification are mostly coming from that side. I mean, we're supporting it, obviously, because reunification is good. But they seem to come from the perspective of, oh, you guys should jump ship and come to BSV and like save us. And we're just like, we're we're fine. You guys can come back whenever, but we're fine. <laughs> And so I actually responded to Gal as well. Uh, you know, we've seen each other around on, on Twitter a few times. This is in our first interaction. And I basically just said, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, but you guys split for a reason. So come back whenever you want, but leave your baggage with you. It's the same shit that we've been saying since January. Very consistent message. Yeah. And I wonder, well, I wonder when we're going to get people start to take us up on that, right? But I, because... I think we have. Because because yeah. like uh, even even, you know, we talk about it in your channel on Telegram all the time, like there's going to be all the silent converts, you know, not everybody's going to be so vocal about it. Uh, we've seen like some BTC people kind of starting to be a little more vocal about BCH. At the same time, we've seen more BSV people starting to just like just straight up align with us, honestly, like uh, on my own Twitter, you know, because I, I try to do like the whole cross crypto thing, especially in Bitcoin world. I know a lot of like former BSVers are, are starting to actually be pretty sympathetic to us or like people who are like, oh, I sort of support both or like big black Bitcoin is the way that kind of thing. It, it, it I think the tides are turning. They really are. I think we're starting to invite people from from both sides of our uh, sibling camps. Yeah, 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 definitely. And well, when it comes to the BTC people, I put out this post that I I think I think it's over. I think sort of we won in the sense that that the conversation is now becoming about about BCH and about well maybe big block Bitcoin even. Obviously, the BSV people were over the moon that inscriptions on BTC had kind of proven their point. Like, oh, you want to have data on chain? You want to do this, that, and the other? But they're kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place, really, because the ones that are still sticking around on on BSV, like. 
they're not there's no there's no benefit it's like you guys feel vindicated that the bdc side is now doing data on chain but on the other hand all the money and all the action and all the development and all the users is on btc and now your reason to exist is kind of obsolete so i mean you can feel right if you want but if you stick around on btc and uh, on bsv and you don't jump ship to btc for this inscriptions craze then like you're just missing out like you're right but there's no payoff who cares so right. i think in in that sense we've seen also those devs uh that have left bsv to go on to bdc and they're cr crushing it and they're having a great time and it seems perfect to me because they will be able to build up cloud build up excitement build up energy you know and momentum and spread the big block uh, word and then once they hear about cash tokens or once we get enough momentum rolling for sure they're also going to be like whatever they've been doing they'll say okay we'll just uh crack open the code editors a week or two later boom now we've got a bch version or we've got a cross-chain bridge or how however they do it and they're going to just bring in so many people that will have been on this arc from laser eye into taproot wizard into silent little big blocker bsv convert that they didn't realize and then on to bch right so it's like the long arc of history is is bringing them in the right direction i think it's worth noting too that the uh it's actually bsv devs that are really pushing the ordinals craze on btc right now like I, the the most prominent bsv devs that i'm aware of like uh, the relay x and twitch guys um they're all on btc doing ordinals i'm pretty sure it's the same guys who made the ordinals wallet exactly uh, and so with that it's like there's no more development on bsv and i've talked to the relay x guys in spaces before uh, i think his name is jack uh he's actually a former bcher uh we had a conversation back in like february and he's like i go where the money is that that was just just straight up his mo i go where the money is like he's not loyal to a chain he's loyal to the money so if he can um pretty much in his words scam a bunch of people on bsv that are just going to give him money for free he can mint some worthless nft and make a million dollars off of it and he's going to do that and now he's doing that on btc yeah. i i gotta respect that honestly it is a free market but just like jesus <laughs> well it's worth it's worth noting because like i say i'm excited for those guys to get excited about bch and and bring some of that action and traffic and energy here but obviously the flip side of that is and one good reason to highlight it now is that the community should be aware of those people in the cheap lightnings phrase mercenaries and grifters right there's people who are just going to show up who aren't going to be in it for the long term necessarily or it's only sort of an arrangement of convenience as long as bch is moving in the right direction they're on board but if the tough times come around again they're going to be out of there you know they show up for the good times and maybe they leave after they end it too so uh i think we want to be welcoming and uh, enjoy as that starts to happen but it's also worth being cognizant of which actors in the community or which people are working on what you know that is related directly to the goodwill of the, the actual project itself versus just here's where the money is so let me get involved kind of thing right yeah and uh, one other thing that I wanted to touch on, yeah, just quickly as well too, was the 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 BTC people. They seem real. They're getting real upset as well. This is why it's, I think it's over because there's been several posts. It's gone from BTC BCH people commenting under BTC threads, you know, like uh, read the white paper or whatever. Like, but the dynamic has now flipped. They're now creating they're the their own. Guys. Yeah, they're the reply guys, and they're not even not only that. They're coming onto our threads and putting in gifts and little face palm, you know, uh, gifts and whatever that they were always. That's all they got too is the other sad part. It's just <laughs> a, a laughing gift, a clown emoji, a price chart, 
that's literally all they ever have ever <laughs> hfsp bro like have fun saying a fucking moron <laughs> Jesus. Oh. yeah it's not it's not an argument but it's it's escalated past that to little panic in their own community there was this one today this guy popping off at ryan giffen he made a thread he started his own thread calling out ryan giffen like this uh, so-called you know economist and b casher ryan giffen blah 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 something or something the, Yo, the i just saw that paradox. he's got his own <laughs> name for it and then ryan just replied to him a couple times with some good points and just basically destroyed his arguments and then he just got a bit salty and blocked him and, <laughs> and it was like uh okay so you're like if you're the one starting it up if you're the one firing off the first shot and then you're also the one getting salty and <laughs> exiting the conversation and blocking the other person that you 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 engaged yourself like you are just getting destroyed here like this is, this is a i've been getting a lot more of that too bro. like people co i mean we're literally looking at a screenshot of somebody co-tweeting me right now this has yeah. been happening a lot it, like a lot more recently especially in the past i would say like two weeks especially has like been so much salt from the BTCers. The BSVers are like chilling out. We're kind of like we are actually kind of unifying in a way. It's like, oh, we're big block Bitcoin. Like, whatever. We can have our disputes over whether or not the free market, quote unquote, should determine the block size or whatever, or whether yeah, it yeah. should be centrally <laughs> planned or whatever the fuck <laughs> these people think is, because that's not actually how it works. But what we think <laughs> we'll cross that bridge later. Uh, but you know the the whole point being like yeah obviously big blocks are the answer whether it's 32 megabytes or four gigabytes we'll we'll figure that out later it'll be four gigs later i mean just so the bsv people know we will increase the block size over time we might even have an algorithmic block size we'll see but you know the the point being big blocks are the way it's obvious to more and more and more people daily you have more and more people calling out the lightning network false narratives you have more and more people calling out the fee market false narratives like layer twos are not going to solve anything not for bitcoin not for ethereum you gotta scale on layer one this is how technology works like it's like saying you're gonna freaking scale the internet on copper wire by like doing something on the application layer we're gonna make like data payloads more efficient instead of just fucking using fiber optic like hello people skills and layers you don't even know what tcp ip is you have you ever heard of the osi model like no most of these people haven't have you ever read any of the code for bitcoin no we just wrote a wallet from the ground up like we're we're <laughs> like like i know intimately how this shit works if people are still arguing with me about it and being wrong you're just dumb like please go read a book yeah. i'm sorry I'm, I'm like being salty as heck right now <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> I'm over so long. like read a fucking book people please stop getting your news from, I mean, no offense, Jeremy, from podcasters and YouTubers <laughs> and Twitter people. Like, I'm a Twitter person. Like, don't get your news from me. Go read, go read a book. <laughs> yeah. Proof of work. The proof of work to create a book. But they did read a book, mate. They read the Bitcoin standard and the oh, block wait, size. Wait, wait, wait. I got to sell this off. I have read a book, guys. It's broken. It's fucking broken. The Lightning Network is fucking broken. And it says so in this fucking book right here. <laughs> Mastering the Lightning Network. That is for anybody uh, on the on the audio i have not read that book but i, pr I probably should uh, and maybe as i get more into the dev uh that's that's what i'll do but yeah, yeah you know anyway shout out to the btc community in my local city actually because those guys are pretty freaking cool local meetups are the way to go guys just want to plug that out there too like go build a local economy with with your local bitcoiners even if they're btc people hopefully they have some common values and you can meet them halfway um you know in real life is a lot less scary than on the internet because in real life you can't be a keyboard warrior yes well go talk to yeah. people guys it's worth it yeah exactly exactly so i mean 
you know, we'll we'll see how it, how it's uh, all plays out. But it, it really just kind of is a case of gradually, then then suddenly, there's just sort of a collective tipping point at which it's like we're already past the point that everybody's just kind of like, okay, Lightning Network doesn't really work. Everybody has that's now just the the agreed facts. Maybe six months ago, twelve months ago, certainly it wasn't like that. But now it's flipped from oh, Lightning Network's gonna work and like these stupid B caches. It's now flipped over to like most people are like, yeah, Lightning Network doesn't work. And it's kind of the B2C people vainly like, no, it does have you heard of the Lightning Network? <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> like like you said, they're now the reply guys, right? And that's that's gonna that same thing is being replicated across so many things. Like it's obvious that you need to have a token ecosystem. It's obvious that store of value is complete nonsense. Just because it's been a bear market for long enough, you know, so many people were like store of value, store of value, because they have only been in one cycle and they don't understand that it goes up and then it goes down. And it has to actually have a rising floor of utility to get through to the next uh pump, right? So and all these uh stock to flow and all that that's all failed all the like laser eyes are increasingly rare to see at all obviously most of the glasses though yeah you are seeing green glasses they're on the rise that's for sure green laser eyes even here and there yeah some green laser. i mean green green anything if you've got green laser eyes or green glasses or you know green anything it's it's decentralized kind of symbolic you know have any glasses you want laser eyes whatever if it's green i'm following you <laughs> if i see green in your profile and you're a big player even if you're a b2c or you you just don't know you're a b cashier yet honestly you have the green <laughs> that's right they they're getting there and and we're gonna yeah i don't know it just it just it just all feels like it's coming together actually quite nicely so i think everybody can uh take heart from that and obviously yeah the downloads on this podcast have still been going mental so the 30-day downloads are now up to over 1700 uh oh yeah you're popping off 30 days it's been more than uh more than triple the previous uh 30 days so we'll see maybe you know sometimes it goes up maybe next month we'll have a slower month i don't know but i would not be surprised if it just if it just keeps going and next month we're at two and a half thousand downloads or three thousand downloads uh, we'll see because I can just imagine so many people at the edges of sort of the crypto discussion who've been watching this for a while, trying to see what's what, and finally just all the points of the BCH community being proven. So there's no shocker that uh, people would be finding their way here. So it, it really goes welcome. to show also the increasing production quality of the podcast. Like every episode gets better. Like it, it, just the hype and the community is just building up more and more. Like, it's just so good to see we're on such a positive trend right now. Yeah, that's it. The one thing that BCH has always kind of been lacking has been momentum. <laughs> but uh, finally, we're, we're maybe going to see that. Okay, speaking of that, we've got Meme of the Week. Uh, some people were actually upset that this was not Meme of the Week on the previous episode, but it didn't exist. <laughs> that It's uh, the South Park meme. Jet, hopefully you can bring this one up it comes from b cashy who's done a bit of ai magic on a south park episode and uh this got huge traction so many people retweeted this and looked at this kim.com was retweeting it and i've seen it referenced i've seen other people reposting it this just hit the nail on the head Bitcoiners and welcome. Can everybody hear me? Hello? Can everybody? Okay, this is the BTC mempool. Looks like we've got about half a million of you here today. 
And for those of you who are a little confused, um, your transaction is stuck and your coffee is now cold. So abandon all hope and uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're now going to start the orientation process, which will last hey, about- Hey, wait a minute. I shouldn't be here. I paid $15 for my on-chain transaction. I thought that was good enough. Yes, well, I'm afraid the fees are higher. My landing channel was forced closed. Look, you chose the wrong coin. Well, it's not BTC. Which is the real Bitcoin? I'm afraid it was the Bcash. Yes, Bitcoin Cash was the correct answer. <laughs> you just going to have to listen to it separately. All right, cool. Anyway, everyone's seen that, right? It's just a perfect little uh, synchronicity of everything, right? So you have the transaction street already uses the little South Park style characters so that plays into it then you have i i don't know this uh south park episode but the original meme is about people going to hell and then the guy tells them like the mormons were right sorry if you were in some other religion you screwed up the mormons actually were the other ones that are in heaven and uh obviously a bit of ai has been used here to replicate the voices of the the people and change up the dialogue a little bit and yeah, I've just seen, and obviously it plays into the ordinals and there was all the fees recently and just the collapsing narratives of BTC. So this just seems to have resonated with so, so, so many people, because I guess it's just that combination of funny, current sort of trending news, insightful, and you know, this, this is it as, as everything falls apart. This, this is going to go from this is funny and quirky and cool. So nobody's even going to bother with this. Everybody's just going to have moved past, past BTC really, but it made me laugh. So uh, great job, B Cashy, and huge, uh, huge narrative damage. Like he makes a lot of those little funny videos and clips, and you just never know. You just keep plugging away at it. Like this one just got massive traction uh, after you know ten or twenty or however many he's made. This one finally hit at the right, the right time. So it just goes to show that persistence pays off, and and we are breaking through to the the narrative. Any thoughts? I don't know. Do either of you know this original? reference or is that I, I saw the original video when, when B Cash he was first talking about making this meme he posted it in telegram and I was like oh this will be good so he's like all right here's the transcript what do you guys think and B Cash he makes a ton of really cool videos honestly uh, yeah. I love it shout out to shout out to B Cashy but a lot of them though a lot of them they, they still you know they don't they don't get that kind of reach like it's mostly just the BTH yeah. people who already appreciate it this one really good them do. outside of, some it's of them do yeah slam dunks here in there. the same one is the one with the uh, with the white paper as well, that one often seems to get a bit of traction. Oh yeah, with our, with our the white paper lightning. Bitcoin, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one also seems to get a bit of play. But anyway, made me laugh, uh, and that's what meme of the week is about. Okay, so last uh, segment, as always, message to the community. Given all that we've talked about with Celine and the CRC twenties cash tokens, um, collapsing narratives. What does the community really need? to hear going forward i think my message to the community right now would be stay focused and stay positive like don't fall for the bait of being all i told you so be cashers were right like all that kind of stuff don't be antagonistic like we want to be inviting we want to be positive we want to be having fun yeah you know get a good dunk here and there i'm doing it you know i'd be a hypocrite to say don't do that but you know when you see an opportunity to actually educate somebody they actually seem interested you know, don't troll them to death, actually give them good info, because you're not just writing for them, you're writing for the audience too. you're writing for everybody who's reading what you're saying. So just keep that in mind when you're out there doing your shit posting and you're evangelizing and all of that. Stay positive, stay focused. I think that's what we need to hear right now. Absolutely. I love that simple and to the point, right? We've got our supporter appreciation 
we do at the end of every show too thank you very much to the donators love you very much thank you to the patrons ricky and hp thank you to our sponsor general protocols bchbull.com check that out and put on five dollars to assuage your psychological trauma uh price <laughs> volatility <laughs> comes highly recommended thank you to our flip starter contributors this is the podcast flip starter not the celine flip starter so they are obviously separate but i put a ton of work into both hopefully everyone can tell so that's what that is uh majimalu marcelo renegade cheap lightning emergent reasons unspent.app molecular bitcoin cash artist mini satoshi and Callisti.cash. thank you for joining us on the show <laughs> as well to uh check out bitcoincashpodcast.com with the start guide faqs links all of that stuff and final shout outs and where can people find more from you Callisti? yeah uh first off obviously got to plug celine wallet one more time celine.cash s-e-l-e-n-e.cash check out the wallet it's sick uh, you can find my Twitter if you type in Callisti.cash. URL will redirect right back to uh, my Twitter. Um, and yeah, I, I would say those are the best places to find me. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, more news involving the wallet and uh, really excited to continue participating in the community. Love it. Jet, do you have any shout outs? Uh, happy birthday to my mother. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Does she listen to the show? My mom listens to the show. You don't know. You don't know. My mom's always listening to the show. You gotta, you gotta get her onto that. She's always messaging me. Oh, I listened to this episode. Jason Dreisner didn't really understand. <laughs> what if we had a mom's episode where we bring our moms on as guests and just? No, we should. We should do that. I, I've honestly tried to pitch that to my mom on several occasions, and I think She's she could actually mom. give some. Some good, uh, some good insight, you know, of seeing the whole crypto thing kind of from an outside perspective, obviously from me being involved so long and telling her all this stuff, like I'm sure she could give a bit of a, an outside take on how it all, she works in the law as well too. I'm sure she'd give some good updates about how that's all going. So I really, I actually really want to do that. I've suggested that to her multiple times, but I haven't been convincing enough yet. So we'll see as time goes on, maybe we'll work that in there. My shout out, yeah, goes to my mom then. Mom, you're the best. <laughs> I got to shout out my mom too then, of course. <laughs> shout out to you, mom. I love you. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's a nice, uh, positive, upbeat <laughs> note to end this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Celine, uh, what's it called? Flipstarter.celine.cash. Send us some sats. Do that. All right. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening.